about issues which are helping it along and shaping our mind <clears throat> in that way, through hearing, a right understanding, insights. And so we, in this way we get it more into our heart and into our mind. It's sometimes not so easy to understand. <clears throat> For um, as a, because of that entanglement here, so many, all what we are on body level and feeling level and mind level and thought level is all here, and now we shall observe it and watch it and be witness to it. Where do we begin? Hmm? So I said, in order to come to understand. The, the whole terrain, so to speak, of life. Um, oh, by, by what do we go when we are not awakened? We going by <clears throat> our conditioned mind, we go by misunderstanding <clears throat> of uh, uh, myself. I think I am the ruler here, not understanding <clears throat> that this little I it's just a, a, it's not even a word, it's a letter. Can you imagine? And into that we squeeze the entire process. And then we say, I, no wonder that we have to alert, um, to um, uh, uh, stress that again and assert it. I, it's my opinion, my, mine, I. Hmm? So uh, when we don't understand that we, it's a label for a wonderful process here, my life, on all these levels I mentioned, we couldn't do so arrogantly, uh, move around, we couldn't do so angry, be so angry, we couldn't re be so reactive. We would be rather more um, uh, um, open and and communicate with that fullness here, and <clears throat> that we have so that uh, has come to some order through our practice. So, um, so we have to stress this I again and to emphasize it in order to make believe that there is an I there, there is something there. So, you see, for that is what we are uh, to, to recognize as we are practicing for this, sitting and, 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 and observing and watching. <coughs> looking into this process. So that's, uh, and through the day, I help it along, and we help each other by just sitting there and being attentive and very sensitive and quiet, not in the usual way, <clears throat> um, uh, acting, like entertaining ourselves with through mutual communication. We are very restricted in that. So that this process can take 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 real good fruit. So we can, <clears throat> and so <clears throat> when I uh, communicate and share the Dharma with you, I give instructions and I sometimes point uh, to some things which are relevant at that moment. And I say, look, we do it for that purpose. And uh, when you uh, continue staying with it, you have a result, and uh, it uh, is for the, the result is maybe a wider opening and a more greater clarity to see, to understand. <coughs> so it goes. <coughs> so, um, besides, it was also very hot, and I have a very seldom a, a such a very strange pressure in my head, I can hardly kind of um, get it coherent. <laughs> but I got something, you see, you had a discourse almost, at least a beginning. 
I would like, however, and then <clears throat> we sit, um, since I noticed that we have some newcomers who arrived today, and also more actualize what I suggested yesterday when we took refuge, that we are allowing uh, this uh, little ritual or this little ceremony <clears throat> to widen and to take more space and place in our heart. Um, I, I know of my students who have done that um, and never missed or for a period of time uh, to uh, be, to begin the meditation with the refuge, you see, taking refuge. It strengthens our, um, first of all, it is a beautiful uh, um, set of, of, um, um, of words. <clears throat> it speaks of refuge. It, it speaks of a place that is safe, safe for us and secure and where we can um, kind of develop more our trust to our and confidence to our abilities in <clears throat> for the whilst we are uh, doing our awakening practice and um, at the same time <clears throat> it uh, uh, gives gives us an opportunity also to calm the mind we offer this kind of trusting set of, of, of uh, um, yeah, the, the refuge. It's a process, it's a, a little ritual. Have you ever thought what a ritual is, for what it stands? We in America are very ritualists. We have shaken them off because they were too stylized, maybe, and they were too, um, maybe, too empty. Who felt that? We were just a word speaking. Hmm? And so we let go. But then what did we replace it with? With my own ideas, and that doesn't work always. It might be just another ritual which is, <laughs> which is uh, just as empty, or maybe just maybe just this distractive so I like um, uh, um, kind of invite you <clears throat> once again to take the refuge and I will um, uh, elucidate a little bit more on the, its meaning and um, uh, maybe that can get hold of us as an additional practice and can become a refuge or a wonderful object of attention at times when I don't know what to do, when I am a little bit confused or more confused, when I'm restless, when I am um, inwardly in turmoil. Now you offer the mind something on the mental level, something to be understood. You know that mind is greedy. Our con the ment mental consciousness wants concepts. Now it is always when we say I am distracted, that means mind has uh, grasped to concepts, and the concepts are kind of the abstraction of some possible experience in the future or from the past, but they're not the real thing. It's just uh, um, being away from this life process that is only to be experienced in this present moment. You cannot uh, feel your heartbeat that you did yesterday. You cannot feel your breath that you will do tomorrow. Hmm? So that is very important to understand. But concepts, they can do anything. They can go 2,000 years back in a split second, and they can project the next 5,000 years in the same way. That's why people like to think. It's a, always on journey, thinking. They can, in a split second, they can go around the world, from here to Paris in two seconds, and you returned already. 
So that's, uh, and it gives a certain pleasure for us. We are taken care of. The mind has an object and plays unconsciously. These are our toys, these concepts. And they're very detrimental and very, uh, uh, not very friendly for our progress in be paying attention to uh, body sensations, to body posture, to body um, um, feelings, hmm? communicating, the communication with myself on a deeper, direct level is totally cut out when we move into the world of concept ahead of us or from the past. Of course, we have to be attentive <clears throat> to things we are doing when we think of our profession and uh, our, da- our car driving and, and our daily activities. But even so, even then, you can allow some part of mindfulness and attention to be there because there is a faculty in that attention which is called knowing. You can know you are doing sitting on the computer. You can notice that you are angry or loving. You can notice that your body is uh, comfortable or or not. And that moment you are noticing it, you have made a communication with your living process. You have acknowledged it. There's some connection taking place. That's what it's all about, connecting to our forces, to our life forces, to the mental. But you can see this more only clearly when we are connecting to body forces, to body um, uh, sensations and li- that, uh, the liv- livingness. It's life force and co- tactile consciousness. It's, uh, it's not really uh, just uh, f- um, body. Body means this flesh and this, this, this uh, uh, living material matter, but actually it, when we're experiencing it on a um, level of touch, then there is it's consciousness there. So that's when we can, and that is the way we can experience the body deeper, feels the body is the vessel for this consciousness, for primal energy you may feel, uh, mean like to name it, life force, unmanifested maybe. Mm. So, so that means we can um, uh, cut uh, through these different uh, layers where we kind of realize this is body and that's a feeling and so on, through and come to a space and a level of us which is, um, um, well, which is um, primary, which is the underlying level out of which everything arises, or the ultimate reality. So now, and the same now to, our refuge, it can also, it serves us at the same time also for progressing in our practice of paying attention, of uh, being present, of connecting to body and mind, to this process. So one can experience taking refuge on different or various levels. There is a very ordinary level first to be seen, like with all things, and that is we are just repeating the words, not even knowing it, but it can almost be automatic. But somehow we have to be present. If we don't pay attention to it, we may not be able to finish the same sentence. We may end up 
with something else. So I take refuge. <coughs> so that is, uh, and uh, that is a kind of uh, ordinary level where we speak the words and uh, we repeat it and maybe we grasp a little bit of it. But then it's, um, it's more the outer, an outer thing. But then <coughs> there is a deeper level we have uh, and uh, which taking refuge is offering to us. And um, it means on one level, when we begin now to understand little the words and take uh, uh, care what they are saying, then it is uh, a process of surrendering to our inner forces. It's uh, um, transforming something now. I understand, I take refuge in the Buddha. Aha, that is not, uh, uh, that is uh, um, <clears throat> actually not a living being here in this moment. Buddha means enlightened and awakened mind. So I can relate in me to this possibility. And I know the, uh, <clears throat> and kind of uh, open up in a trusting way. <clears throat> I'm not enlightened, I am of course not, but the seed of enlightenment, all the abilities to come to awake, wait, to awaken is here. So that is a, a deeper surrender. Uh, and in that we are kind of loosening some of the energy in us in the body, actually, which have, uh, I say, sometimes frozen, become frozen, or tight, or rigid. You know, you have, we have this afternoon spent to uh, come to a greater looseness uh, in, in our body, and took a very specific focus, and through our attention, from uh, came to quite a greater spaciousness to experience a level in our knees some of us never experienced forces <clears throat> so um, so we are allowing uh, here the um, um, to free energy that is maybe <clears throat> um, um, tight and uh, intention. It's just by taking refuge and understanding now, it's, um, these things are in me, I'm awakening, and you may feel it even, I take refuge in the Buddha. Where is it? It's the awakened mind. And you realize it's the moment you speak it in awareness that is already awakening, taking place. And there is a lot in us, uh, uh, intention and, and rigid and, uh, um, um, not, and not uh, uh, um, in such a way flowing that uh, um, I can... Um, I can have comfort and understand. To understand something on a deeper level and to connect to the level of body sensations, there must be a certain um, um, looseness and uh, relaxedness and uh, resilience. How do you feel your body right now? Can you relate to it? Can you notice your knees? Can you notice your contact with the, with the ground? Can you realize the support of the spinal column and the way you are holding your head? And can you feel that uh, what you are hearing relates to you? We are talking about a ritual which can help us to uh, uh, unfreeze and to relax uh, this, this uh, this body in whatever tightness it may find itself. 
And of course, because we understand something which is connected to our highest human goal, wakefulness, that can be very elating and very freeing. So that is another level, it's deeper than just speaking the words and, uh, and uh, using it more or less as just a focus uh, to, to have a focus for the mind and uh, give it some calmness and collectedness. But you see, um, take a, let's uh, ex- um, take a, this moment, take the refuge silently, one line. I take refuge in the Buddha, or if you don't like that, I take refuge in the enlightened mind or awakened mind. I take refuge in the awakened mind or in the Buddha, what you like, and speak it three times and see what happens and realize a little bit now what I all said about it and see whether it's true that you can use it for calming your mind. I take refuge in the Dharma, say it three times, but know that you are saying it. Mm-hmm. Three times, it becomes more quiet. You may even feel energy coming up in your mouth cavity or in your chest. Now take the next level, realize your safety, your um, you are taking refuge in the law, in, 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 in the way the things are, in the truth, and you are the truth, you carry it, you live it. Relating through to this um, um, natural, the nature, to the nature of our being, So, and um, then the last one, just for practice now to see whether there is something happening on the body level when you speak something on the mental level and you open up to the deeper, to to, um, beyond the just speaking the words to the meaning of it. So, so um, all right, who noticed uh, some, some changes or some, uh, something happening on the body level when you were speaking silently? Did you notice? Well, it needs practice to it, hmm? that we can use this little ceremony or this little ritual for an initiation of uh, uh, connecting uh, to the body level for, uh, and to deeper and deeper levels. Hmm? We, are, we can realize that when I um, speak them, <clears throat> that uh, I am committing, can take it as a commitment to the process of awakening. And there is also necessary for that is necessary a certain relaxedness in the body and a certain um, um, resilience, aliveness. Can so we can come to remove several blockages in ourselves just through such a little practice. It's just another practice. <clears throat> Everything. <clears throat> so then there can, it can relate to even deeper levels than that, or layers, until we come to a point where a distinction disappears. Whether I take refuge in the Buddha, or in the Dharma, or in the Sangha, we realize that they are all only aspects of one and the same thing. 
the Buddha is the awakened the wakefulness, the awakened mind. The Dharma is the law of the truth. Is, is is seeing things in the way in the way they are real and truthfully that comes from the awakened mind so that is part of it it's not separated and we as a sangha we are taking up the practice and uh, in the trusting feeling that um, uh, it's a safe safe place here to turn to yourself, to offer your, to yourself your caring attention and awareness. We are in the process of awakening that what is here not awakened yet. So the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, one and the same. The distinction is Seeing that is another level, so it's quite in depth. It, it uh, comprehends our entire da, dharma practice, our whole of vipassana meditation course. Everything is in this place, in these um, three three refuges. So we speak therefore of the three jewels. They are not just aspects and jewels making the big crown awaken, awakening, hmm? Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. So, and uh, then when we understand it, we are not anymore just making lip service and speaking words and wait for the time that it is over and ask the question, when are we going to meditate now, or something like that. See, every, every little bit <clears throat> what can be brought up into the range of our awareness uh, uh, serves for our awakening if we are present and know that we are present. So we are awakening with this re- re- ritual forces in us they are do- which are dormant and uh, or um, uh, connect to them I would say to primal energy to basic fundamental consciousness consciousness so and then one thing is important here what we may call technically um, at attitude you know if I just say well, I'm above all that, my meditation is much deeper and uh, I don't need it. But that is uh, uh, very um, arrogant and not really deeply understanding the three, three jewels. They are, our, uh, they, they are, they are <coughs> pointing to the um, highest goal and also re- reporting about it, the highest goal of our, of you, of uh, humanity. Uh, it's why this dharma. It's not just sitting here, and uh, be be quiet and uh, attentive. But we are, <clears throat> we have entered a process in which we come to understand clearly this life and its natural laws by which we are governed. So we can even... So... So I mentioned attitude. Well, an attitude of of commitment and... uh, of uh, openness, I would say, and uh, surrender. These are attitudes. You see, we 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 um, shortcut shortcut a lot. <clears throat> we use the a word, and uh, then um, 
if it isn't looked into it, used on deeper level, we are just connecting with with a superficial um, uh, in a superficial way with a concept, and um, that is no wonder that so many people nowadays especially because of the stressfulness of our unfolding day-to-day and what is uh, that they are just uh, moving on on levels of concepts with the and without without connecting or knowing and understanding here is a living process so so it is a very practical thing, and I have several students who have done quite a, 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 a bit of, and quite diligently, the, the refuge as a initiating little ceremony or initiating aspect for every sitting. Every, every sitting. I remember the retreat I gave in the early, late 70s in England. And it was in a very beautiful estate, kind of belonged before to a duke or so. A quite great park was at attached with a big castle-like building. And uh, the owner was a, um, a Burmese uh, uh, industrialist. And um, he was busy with his, his business. But his wife had uh, this inclination more. She took, uh, uh, um, she stayed more with herself and um, opened her house for the Dharma. She ho- um, hosted uh, traveling teachers and invited teachers to to, uh, um, um, to to be in her house and to teach and make courses. And she was the cook for my retreat. And she would always take time to come to the sitting, not always uh, to each one, but before, when she came, entered into the meditation hall, which was one of her great uh, um, salons, uh, she um, would um, make three bows and then do silently three times a refuge. And she said, sometimes I have not more time, time for anything else to meditate. But that gives me a resetting and a reuniting with myself. And it gives me new strength and energy and lets me connect via faith, via understanding what these words, I take refuge, mean. So now... I would, um, let's now speak uh, the refuge. Um, and um, uh, that gives an opportunity or chance for those who came late today and have now a very um, uh, formal or um, in alignment with the old tradition beginning to uh, the meditation. We can also uh, take it uh, into the Pali text. It's very easy and make a chant out of it. It's easy. And uh, they, I got in contact with a um, nun, I think it was a guest, I don't know, in the house of the thousand Buddhas, wasn't it there, Jane? Yes. And uh, she was kind of very musical. And she wrote bluegrass or greengrass music. I don't know which one is right. And she gave it uh, that, that rhythm, the three jewels, 
uh, um, uh, written the music to the three jewels. Hmm? The, I take refuge in the Buddha. I said yesterday I uh, kind of uh, went on. I uh, uh, enlarged it. The one who shows me the way in this life. Now I don't need to think about the human being. That, uh, that uh, Buddha in you, that is in the beginning our subtle intuition, our understanding there is, and trust, there is some other alternative for me. I don't need to live in this confusion. Now that's wonderful when you now sing, I take refuge in the Buddha. The one who shows me the way in this life, I take refuge in my, um, in my seat of enlightenment, in my enlightenment. Hmm? And uh, that is the, the, the thing that gives, leads me, uh, leads my life or something. But with the Buddha, it is kind of more traditional. When we understand it and the real meaning of it, the words is not anymore so important. Then I take refuge in the Dharma, the, the um, way of understanding and love. Now, you can relate to it on these different levels. What it means to take re refuge in the law, natural law, there's impermanence, is natural law, there is short of my enlightenment, a natural law is a conditioned mind that is in constant uh, confusion. It's a law that means you cannot, we cannot act other than we do in our ignorance. And we have to accept that with, with, with a kind of love and understanding. And in that way we don't uh, accumulate more ka karma or bad uh, and make our dukkha stronger or, or heavier. We uh, reduce it this way by understanding it. Hmm? So on, and of understanding and love. Now, isn't that wonderful? I am on a path and, uh, of, of understanding and love. And rightly understood something, what does it bring about into the heart? Freedom. You understood it, that not understanding connect, is, is con congesting and contracting, but uh, and right understanding, deep understanding, is freeing and liberating. I take refuge in the Buddha, the one who shows me the way in this life. I take refuge in the Dharma, the way of understanding and love. And now we take all ourselves in, who, who uh, are um, um, the toes, who ha uh, have the seat of enlightenment and of awakening, all faculties here. And uh, I am having the faculties to um, uh, to uh, to use all that in such a way that it helps me to my ultimate unfolding, my ultimate humanity or divinity. Hmm? So I take refuge in the Sangha, the community of mindful harmony. Okay. So. Um, did we speak it yesterday or did we talk silently repeat it silently okay let's let's make a nice rhythm of it i take refuge in the buddha the one who shows me the way in this life see your life now see the buddha in you and 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 and, and, and understand smile to it that that's all about this practice. It's awakening. What is it? It is here. I begin to understand something. I feel better. It's, it's freeing. And uh, speaking these refuges three times with a one open attitude and deeper understanding, 
you are liberating yourself from what? From very many excess baggage, so to speak, from a lot of irrelevant compulsive thinking and distractiveness. It focuses us. That's one of the good energies we are cultivating. So I take refuge in the Buddha, the one who shows me the way in this life, everyone. I take refuge in the Buddha, the one who shows me the way in this life. Well, the second one, I take refuge in the Dharma. Let your hands go open up and um, uh, I take refuge in the Dharma. Where's the Dharma? It's all, <coughs> it's all over the Dharma. It's our practice, it's uh, uh, our awakening, all the energies which are doing it, and it's our wisdom that we are constantly discover, and that means right understanding. So, I take refuge in the Dharma, the way of understanding and love. Show the Dharma with your hands. How would you indicate it? You couldn't speak. What would you say? I take refuge in the Dharma, the way of understanding and love. Love is here. That's a nice way to indicate. Hmm? Make it rich. Experience the richness of the Dharma of your life. Otherwise, it becomes hard work and, and, and uh, it's not so successful. We fail more in this way not. We secure a less... A, a, a better flowingness and floatingness of our practice. And everything counts as the... Who, who, who knows who is Castaneda and has written this book about Don Juan, his teacher, his student, huh? He says, um, uh, it's, uh, please practice. Uh, uh, we don't have time, my friend. Um, uh, um, to explore uh, the marvel, all the beautiful marvels of life, marvels of life. What does he say? Of what does he speak? We have no time, my friend. Is saying impermanence. He is indicating we are not living here forever. Hmm? Our life comes to an end. It's fleeting. See, there is already there's a deeper understanding. <clears throat> So, uh, three times, I, for the second time, here, for the second time, I take refuge in the Buddha, the one who shows me the way in this life. Hmm? For the second time, you must also say, for the second time and understand it, I take refuge in the Dharma, it's all over, it's here, the way, the way of understanding and love. For the second time, I take refuge in the Sangha. Feel them right around you, and all those you know who are on this path with you. The community of mindful harmony. They are those who live a virtuous life and have a begin to make it disciplined for the benefit of having a more concentrated, collected mind, connecting more to livingness and uh, life. So now we can do it in Pali, and that we can chant. Um, Buddham, you know, that is <clears throat> it's much shorter. You will understand quickly. Who knows it in, in, in Pali? Many of you, the new ones, hand up, who knows it in Pali? No, not so many. Hmm. It's good to have this, <clears throat> to have it as a kind of a special practice in your practice of applying mindfulness. Otherwise, we become so robot, just or doing it and attaining it. Let it widen the meaning, what we are doing, and how we can um, um, 
in this way also to get a greater ease in the practice and um, maybe be more effect, effective in, in, good for, in terms of good results <coughs> or progress. Buddham Saranam Gachami first, everyone. Buddham Saranam Gachami second, next one is Dhamman. Dhamman, this is Dhamma. Now in this context it is called Dhamman, written D H A M N A A. Dhamma, Dham, Dhamman, M A M N. Dhamman. I take um, Dhamman Saranam Gachami again. Dhamman Saranam Gachami number three. Sangam. Sangam. Is it Sangha? Sangam Saranam Gachami. Nice. Is, uh, uh, giving us a little bit connection to the old tradition. After all, we didn't invent it. It is 2,500 years old. Let the tradition be behind, uh, in, in the background and we are the continuation. <clears throat> so it's for the second time means, uh, what is it? Dutiyampi? Yeah, and then Tati Yampi. Hmm? Second time means Duti Yampi. Speak it. Duti Yampi. Again. Duti Yampi. Sangam Saranam Gachami. Now the third time. Tati Yampi. Tati Yampi. Again. Tati Yampi. Again. Tati Yampi. Three times. So now we have it for the three refuges. The third time, Tatiyampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Dhamman Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami that was not so difficult, was it? <clears throat> was it difficult? Can we do it again? All right. And you can see yes or no, or can nod or smile, that I understand I talk to human beings and to religion, to Vipassana meditators. Buddham Saranam Gachami Dhamman Saranam Gachami Sangam Saranam Gachami Dutiyampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Dutiyampi Sadamman Saranam Gachami Tatimpi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhamman Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Dhamman Sangam Gachami. You see, did you look up to the, to the images here? It's not the Buddha. It's Buddha Rupa. It's called Rupa. It's a matter. It's not a living one. But it is a, a symbol for us, a reminder. Next time you come into the Zendor, you sit down, look up before you start and understand that is the image of a human being 
who gave us this beautiful practice and talked to all of us for this possibility which everyone is longing for without knowing, for awakening. And then you will very naturally somehow allow yourself uh, 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 to experience, maybe, or to allow yourself to speak your commitment. I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. And this is also Buddha, but from a different culture. It's the same. This is a, I think that is Thailand. And this one looks like it is, uh, oh, it could be the Hindu. Who knows that? I think it's Hindu also. They don't have Buddha as a Brahmin. Or no, it could be also, I think, um, what? It's Prajnaparamita. Prajnaparamita, yeah. The mother of all Buddhas. Aha. Well, it has Buddha nature too. So you see, it's not the mother of, it's, it's, I don't know the name, Prajna, what did you say? Prajna Paramita. Pa, ah, Prajna Paramita. Isn't that the Diamond uh, uh, Sutra? So um, that is um, uh, the, Im, the, the, the uh, symbol for it, the, the reminder. Let you, otherwise they have no meaning here. They have a meaning, this altar. It's a very secret place to look up and be reminded to your commitment. These are indicated, these sculptures indicate awakened beings. Hmm? This, the, mind, the mind of awakened is very simple here. Yeah. Can you look at that face? Can you notice your face? Can you understand your commitment? And it's a, when you look at it, it's a calling. I have nights spent with my Buddha. Uh, I have a similar one at home. And looked and put his candle underneath in my wild uh, uh, practicing times hmm, where I really wanted it. And I'd put a, I would take... Yeah, I, I did quite a lot of that. My house had a very special place in Los Angeles. We had a half-circular place built into the house, which was a, a um, what you call it? Shrine, yeah, a shrine. And had a candle in here. And I would look for hours sitting and notice, and that is the way I could... Uh, at one point in my life, I re, re-entered, no, I, re, I called back my breath, which at one point from strong practices, and doesn't want to stay with me, <laughs> uh, my breathing, I could uh, uh, regulate and bring into greater, into good attention and into a movement. It was, you know, who has noticed tightness in the chest and breathing and noticing the natural breath is very difficult, huh? Yeah. And I have a great deal brought into more flowingness and softness by um, looking in Buddha's nose and his face, and noticing mine, and aligning the tip of my nose with his tip of the nose. And then, of course, helpful was the last words of my teacher when I left Burma. Um, 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 My last gesture, I thought, would be giving my hand to him and shaking hand. That was a Western uh, greeting uh, mudra, and he didn't do that. His hand didn't come to my hand. I startled that moment. His hand went to my nose with the indication finger, 
touched it, really say, and may this be your best friend from now on. See, so that helped maybe, hmm? and I could un, could release quite a lot of tension in this way. Also, seeing then the attitude I had, my surrender and my my uh, my trust that it is possible, and uh, that I had better times than at the more present moment. So um, maybe you can allow, we can allow ourselves through this retreat. I will remind you from now on in the morning whether you have taken refuge before you were sitting down. And then at the end you can tell me to what an extent it has touched you, what was the benefit of it. And whether you could use it, or whether you, whether you could uh, sustain your hostility to it and your resentment throughout the, throughout the, the whole time, this is wonderful. <clears throat> so that was um, that was in Pali, and that was in English, and uh, the real traditional. Uh, we have uh, in English. I had and added some. Uh, aspect. I take refuge in the Buddha, the one who shows me the way in this life. The very traditional one stops at the Buddha. It's enough there. Hmm? I take refuge in the Buddha. Now open up your heart to yourself. Hmm? I take refuge in the Dharma. That is that is enough if you take that every morning from now on. You can even go to sleep with that. Is a nice focus, and it relates to your to your your practice, to your past, to your innermost uh, energies and feeling. Now we have uh, the Western the, of this nun. Would you like to do that too? Um, now I am not very musical. I always had to go in the corner when they were singing in the school. They didn't allow me to to add my voice. It wasn't acceptable. I brought everybody into confusion. But now, since I, <laughs> yeah, I, I could never hold a note. Um, I uh, now, through my practice of anapanasati, of attention to breathing, um, is um, I, I can do a little bit. I can at least hold three notes. So that is having more notes. This one has more notes, but Jean, Jean can help me, or can help us. Hmm? It's, um, well, Jean, can you start? Okay. I take refuge. No, 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 no. I take refuge in the Buddha. The Buddha. The one who shows me the way in this life. Now comes a refrain. Namo Buddhaya, Namo Buddhaya, Namo Buddhaya. It's a nice <coughs> tune. Can you, let's do it all together, soft, with openness to your heart, with feeling your body, with understanding in your mind what we are doing, notice that you are noticing. I, <coughs> I take refuge in the Dharma, the way of in this life. Namo Buddhaya, Namo Buddhaya, Namo I take refuge in the Dharma, the one understanding and love. Namo Dhammaya, Namo Dhammaya, Namo Dhammaya. You see, this way you can take the refuge and the Buddha and the Dharma into your uh, uh, singing repertoire.
I take in the community of mindful harmony. Namo Dhammaya, Namo Sangaya, Namo Sangaya.